Hello everyone and welcome to the very first episode of The Console Generation, analyzing gaming's most interesting stories to predict what the future holds. My name is Josh Vasquez, and today we're going to be talking about, for our first episode, the first details of the PlayStation 5 have officially been announced. This report comes exclusively from Peter Rubin at Wired.com, and uh, we have a few uh, hardware details about the PlayStation 5 coming out, and I want to analyze this and connect it to a trend that we have seen um, in the switching over to a new console generation time and time again. So to run down some of the specs really quick, it supports 8K resolution. Uh, some really technical stuff, CPU based on AMD Ryzen, custom GPU based on AMD Radeon Navi, and ray tracing support. Um, most of these I'm not super familiar with, but the ray tracing support is a, a, t a technical ability that has been used in film a lot and has so far up to this point not been used in any video game consoles, any sort of gaming hardware. This will be the first instance of it. The console will also support PlayStation VR and physical media. It will not release this year and it will be backwards compatible with PlayStation 4 games. Now, some big takeaways here. One of them being this will not be a digital only console. It will support physical games, disc games most likely, considering it will be backwards compatible with PlayStation 4 games. This is big news. This is something that everyone wants. Everyone always wants this. The PlayStation 3 had it at launch and that was later uh, taken away with later iterations of the console. This was famously not included in the PlayStation 4 from launch until now with the release of the PlayStation 5 looming and something that Xbox with the Xbox One flip-flopped on after backlash of there not being any backwards compatibility at launch and now they have gone through great efforts to offer a lot of Xbox 360 games to be played on their latest console on the Xbox One. So, a couple of things here and I want to relate this back to a trend that we have seen. If we go all the way back to the PlayStation 2 and the original Xbox era, the Xbox One One, if you will. Is that a confusing title? Yes, we're gonna call it the original Xbox. The original Xbox and the PlayStation 2, where the PlayStation 2, of course, as many of you probably know, wildly, wildly successful, only stopped production a few short years ago, if I remember correctly. The PlayStation 2, hugely successful, of course, this is Microsoft's first run at the console gaming market. This is, they're still learning, they're still picking up on the market, how they're gonna run it, of course, has been hugely successful since then, and even with their original console, creating games like Halo and uh, other first-party games. They, for their first run, not half bad. But the PlayStation 2 decidedly, decidedly the winner, quote unquote, of that generation. But what we saw 
after that was the Xbox 360 and the PlayStation 3. Now what happened right out of the gate? The PlayStation 3 comes out with a very powerful and desirable console, I think, for a lot of gamers. Decidedly more powerful than the Xbox 360, but it had that price tag. And that became the topic of conversation. Sony was in a position where they had seen success for so long, they were on top, and they miscalculated what gamers really wanted from, from the console. Now, do they want something powerful? Do they want something that is going to give them top-of-the-line graphics? Yes. But how important is it really? Now, the topic of conversation became how expensive the PlayStation 3 was, and Microsoft capitalized. And the Xbox 360, as we know now, became the quote-unquote winner of that generation of consoles between the two. And then what happened after that? The Xbox One and the PlayStation 4 are announced. And Xbox 360 and Microsoft are on top at this point. But Microsoft, with the Xbox One out of the gate, suffered from messaging where your console was going to be always on, always connected, always connected to a connect, a hardware feature that most people didn't like to begin with. And so Sony capitalized. And now here we are towards the end of that console, con uh, console generation rather. And Sony is once again decidedly on top. However, now towards the end of that generation, what are we seeing once again? Microsoft, I already said, has flip-flopped on their decision for the Xbox One to not be backwards compatible. This was a long time in the making, and now many games from the Xbox 360 are now playable on current generation consoles. And now Microsoft is playing buddy-buddy with Nintendo, playing buddy-buddy with many developers to bring cross-platform play, a big topic of conversation right now, to everyone. And who's left out? Who is the company that thinks they are too big or too successful to play with the others? That's Sony. And they're getting some bad PR from it. So now out of the gate, we have Sony jumping out in the lead to announce some details about their console. It's going to be backwards compatible. 8K resolution will have a disk drive, so it's not digital only. I think these are good plays, and it's smart for them to get out in front of this as soon as they can because this trend of the console that is on top in the previous generation being buried by hubris, it was looking as if history was going to repeat itself once again with the cross-platform play. Sony being on top, thinking that they're too good to play nice with the other companies. And now they're getting out in front saying that you will be able to play your PS4 games on this. We will have a disk drive. It won't be digital only. These are good 
pieces of messaging, good PR for the company that they want to get out ahead of. Now I'm wondering if they are doing this to get some good stuff out of the way for when they have some maybe less favorable features when they do eventually reveal the PlayStation 5 or whatever it may be called. They said this console has been four years in the making at this point. It is not done. It will not be coming out this year. We know that. So there is still time and we don't know anything about what this is going to look like. We don't have a price point. We don't have games, of course. This is all just hardware stuff and the rest is speculation. So we will have to see. But will history repeat itself as it has time and time again since Microsoft entered the market? Will the tides turn once again to Microsoft in the next generation of consoles? What do you think? Do you think that cross-platform play is that important? That Microsoft playing nice with everyone else could turn the tide in their favor. We know Nintendo is not going to be jumping into a new console anytime soon. The Switch just recently came out. It is thriving. It is its own entity. It's fine on its own. It's doing great. Nintendo, Switch, great job. You're doing good. Keep pushing, buddy. But as for Microsoft and PlayStation, what will we see? Will we see the tides turn to Microsoft? Be mostly because of this PR and playing nice with others and cross-platform play. Will Sony open up to that? Time will tell. We can only hope. I mean, the dream is that everyone's playing nice with everyone. And I on my PlayStation can play with one of you on your Switch or your, micro or your Xbox 2, whatever that may be called. But we will see. What do you hope to see in the next generation of consoles? You can let me know on Twitter at JoshCV. You can also send an email to joshcvids at gmail.com to let me know, and I may read your responses on the next episode. Thank you all so much for listening to this first episode of The Console Generation. It's greatly appreciated, and I'll see you next time. Goodbye.